something that I watched the other day that is not a bad movie, but is not a good movie. Oh, no. So I watched this movie called I'm Totally Fine. It's a dramedy starring Jillian Jillian Bell. Um, I should have brought this up before we started. Yeah, Jillian Bell and Natalie Morales. Yeah, and Natalie Morales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I couldn't remember if I was saying Jillian Bell's name correctly. Um, The premise is Natalie Morales' character dies um, seemingly like just before the movie starts. uh, Mm -hmm. And Jillian Bell is coping with that when Natalie Morales' character comes back but is has been like possessed essentially by a extraterrestrial okay um interesting setup like the idea being like i don't know almost like ghosts of someone who's died kind of yeah i've had this on my to watch list for a while because i'm like it looks interesting it looks like there's could be something cool here i do love natalie morales like yeah you know um and this movie is literally just almost beat for beat what you would expect it to be. Uh, There's nothing really special about it. There's yeah. like, it's fine performances by the two of them. I mm. want to say it's a COVID production in that, like I was thinking before we started recording, I think there's literally four actors in the entire movie. Okay. Um, maybe five. If you consider, um, who is it? Uh, Blake Anderson. Oh yeah. From workaholics like, is oh, in it, but like on yeah. a phone the whole time. Oh, like he's not, he's present. the boyfriend who's not there. Like, oh, and okay. they have FaceTime calls. So I guess, Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. And like maybe a couple other little characters around, but like, it, it was just kind of disappointing. Cause it was like, yep, this whole thing's going to turn into like a processing death and what mm-hmm. it means to like cope with that. And, blah 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 and that's how it went down so Mm. i wouldn't recommend it i wouldn't watch it i would say like two maybe two and a half stars maybe three depending on my mood but like sure yeah um just missed which is sad Ah. because i really love the both of them but um yeah yeah and that's a really like wacky premise that like could could be amazing (laughs) like yeah it's it it reminded me of do you remember uh the kevin spacey movie k-pax yeah <laughs> yeah like similar kind of setup with that sure. and i was like oh so kind of like that but instead of like you know a really serious like thing on mental health it's like mm-hmm. two pretty famous like comedian actresses uh you know so i'm like oh like a funny take on that and then it's just like uh, yeah i could have beat 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 been like that's how it's gonna go so i got you uh all right well that's where do i not watch this <laughs> uh, you can watch it on prime i paid four bucks for it which almost oh, makes it a little worse um, oh no <laughs> but that, that mean, adds something for sure you're just like Fuck. well and the the weird thing is is like natalie, natalie morales's character being an extraterrestrial she talks with this weirdly like robotic kind of like i've just learned like oh i am trying to figure out how to talk to you kind right. of cadence that is just like you can feel it just tamping down everything she wants to do because she yeah. has to ha- have this like roboticness oh, to it. God. So, I don't know. That's unfortunate. I'm looking up the director and he looks like he's been doing mostly like music video stuff. So, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, yeah. A good first kind of attempt step, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Learning <laughs> exercise. Sure. Um, yeah. So, 
It's, we've now talked about I'm totally fine more than it needs to be talked about. So um, <laughs> more than what anybody have you been else watching? Yeah. What have you been watching this week? Josh? Oh, man. Uh, I watched a couple things that I needed to get back on my scary movie train, I think. And so ah. there was a movie that premiered, not premiered, but finally hit Shudder last week. And it's called Sick, which mm-hmm. I had never heard of, didn't know anything about it. But people were talking about it sort of favorably so i'm like oh let's let's check this out turns out it's a movie about covid19 not about covid19 but it's one of the core premises of the film is that it's like 2021 and covid is here and it's the first movie that i've I've seen seen trailers for this yeah yeah it's the one of the first movies i've seen that kind of uses that as a backdrop and not as like the reasoning for anything Mm -hmm. although once you kind of get into the movie things get a little bit more like twisty and turny and it comes back but the premise is these two girls are in college 2021 uh and they have to go quarantine because they have come in contact with someone who might be who has tested positive or or whatnot at a party 2021 or 2020 uh i don't know it's sometime Mm -hmm. when it was like hot like heavy people were going crazy about it so probably like late 2020 or mid 2020 when everything was like you couldn't whoa yeah get toilet paper yeah which is another part where um one of the not a lead character but a tertiary character is walking around a grocery store and it's it's just the way it was it was like the lines are on the on the ground the the speaker is saying like please you know walk the direction that the arrows are pointing, you know, no further six feet. And it felt like it was handling it with not just care, but like, Oh, this is just the way it was not mm. just like, Oh, point at this. This is so weird. It's like, no, this is just everyone in America yeah. at least can, can relate to this situation. Um, so the two girls go quarantine at one of their parents' lake houses and it becomes a home invasion movie, which I'm not typically a huge fan of unless it's something that kind of switches the genre a little bit. Like this yeah. movie Hush that deals with a deaf person who's having their home broken into or even like classics like The Strangers that just the way it's made ramps the tension. And this one, I thought that they just did it really cleverly using COVID as like a reasoning why things are happening and then sure. the characters having to deal with it, but not in a gimmicky way where it's like, Oh, you know, masks. It's like someone gets in the car without a mask on. She's like, dude, where's your mask? And it's like, yeah. that's the way it was. <laughs> like, that's just the way it was. What are you it doing? wasn't yeah. some outlandish thing. Um, some pretty good kills about two thirds of the way through. There's like a little bit of a tone shift and a twist that I thought was pretty clever. And overall, man, I just like, I was surprised by this. I, it was like 90 minutes, maybe even less. And um, it's just a really nice, tight thriller that I think a lot of people can grab onto. And it doesn't sure. feel like it's... You know that movie Songbird, the Michael Bay produced movie about COVID yeah. that was like, COVID-40, it's been around for 20 years and nobody... We're in the state of like fascism now. Yeah, um, It just feels like... Like that felt like somebody making a joke out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you want to watch Songbird, just go watch Contagion. It's the serious version yeah. of Songbird. And this just feels like Scream, but taking place during COVID-19. During COVID. And there's like four characters. Like yours, it's like four actors in it. I'd never yeah. heard of any of them. Um, and they all did their job, and I thought it was compelling. And the other thing I thought was interesting was most shots are on a gimbal. And I can, t- like, me hmm. and you can tell that. <laughs> sure, just the way yeah. It's, it's, but it was purposefully on a gimbal. And I'm like, I wonder why that was, if that was because 
it's easier to get somebody with a steady cam rig in there than it is to get a crew or what. But yeah. it was very like almost so I'm like, this movie could only have been made now, like in yeah. many different ways. And I thought that was just interesting. Of its um, time, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know if you're looking for that a nice was, tight little thriller. It would not be bad. a really interesting um I guess letterbox list to make of like mm. COVID movies. Yeah. Either like COVID movies that like directly address COVID or were like clearly made during right. COVID. Like I think of um Leo Grand. Leo Grand Maybe. or uh one I watched last year called Riding the Eagle, I think it was mm-hmm. called. No, hold on. Sounds like a good movie. I talked about it on this on this podcast. Um I'm sure you did. Ride the Eagle, yeah. Um mm. with Jake Johnson. Um oh. he goes up to his mom's cabin and yeah. it's Susan Sarandon and JK Simmons, and it's like clearly <laughs> right. lots of phone calls, lots of not people in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> it'd be cool to to actually put that list together because I'll bet I'll There's bet a, if we did like an actual search of like movies that were made during COVID, it yeah. would reveal some interesting stuff. For um, sure. Yeah thinking of like the guilty that Hall antoine fuqua movie yeah like there's a yeah. lot of them there's a there's a ton because it's like it's weird or um the doug lyman one the lockdown locked yeah. down um yeah. which she would tell and um yeah and Anne hathaway yeah um where well, he flew his call. his beach baron uh <laughs> doug lyman flew his beach baron from boston to london to, to london. Shoot it, like stop it over in greenland and iceland like Second. What a sick life. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But anyway, yeah, we've, we've divulged away from uh, things yes. <laughs> that we've watched. Um, although I do have another one that yeah. is a movie I've seen a bunch of times, but I want to oh. bring up. And it's really going to tie into this conversation, not even uh, thinking about it. Let's go. But I, I rewatched The Martian the other day. Mm. Bring him home. With with Matt Damon uh, and uh, Ridley Scott there. Yeah. Um, another Chiwetel movie? Not another Chiwetel. Another everyone movie. Yeah. Yeah. That Like the cast of that movie is insane. Um, Jeff Bridges, Donald uh, Donald Glover. Not Jeff Bridges. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Daniels. Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just well, watched it. You made me go, wait. <laughs> um, yeah. But also like Kate Mara and... Um, Kristen Wiig. <laughs> Kristen Wiig and uh, Sean Bean. Um, Jessica Chastain. Like, yeah. It, it, the cast that only Ridley can put together. Insane. Um, but that movie is like, I don't know, like really, really good. And like somehow captures loneliness without it feeling wildly lonely. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. It's it's so bizarre I don't know. I don't know what to say because I've watched this movie so many times that I'm like, I don't know what to say about it. But like, right. <laughs> um, I feel like the biggest thing I can say is that it is in two hours and like 26 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like that at all. It hauls. It flies by. It, it does, which it like by any like account shouldn't because it's literally about a guy like just doing stuff alone on Mars, you know, talking uh, to himself. For most talking to himself movie. and like driving for stuff. And it's like, yeah. it's interesting. Uh, uh, I was talking to my wife about it and she was asking, cause I've read that book, like what's better, the book or the the movie. And they're mm. very, very different things. Oh, um, 
I remember when it first came out being like, I don't like Matt Damon as this character. Oh. Because he's way more goofy in the book. Really? Um, yeah. He's like, I I toyed with like who, who could have played him. And I don't think I ever had a good answer to that. So I won't like speculate. But, um, but yeah, man, like Matt Damon really does like knock it out. Yeah. Like he's so, he can be very generic sometimes. Sure. You know, where you're like, yep, there's Matt Damon playing Matt Damon. Right. You know, um, <laughs> Like, there's not a huge difference between, like, Jason Bourne and, I mean, this character or any, like, yeah. you know, he kind of. Uh, yeah. But, man, he's so good in that. I don't know. I'm just, like, fanboying over The Martian over here. But. Um, it's inc- it's an incredible. It's, there's there's a reason it was nominated for Best Picture. Like, it's yeah. that good of a movie. Um, in a time where I don't think movies like this were getting made very often. And likely a movie like this wouldn't get made now and get sent to theaters and do well and do well critically. Yeah. Because um, it's such a. Oh, Matt Damon on the moon or on the moon on on, <laughs> on Mars. Mars. Yeah. It's like, that's OK. Like that. OK. All right. Let's see what, what you mean. What's he's alone on. the whole time. <laughs> it's like, I don't know about that. Yeah. But then you get Ridley Scott and you're like, okay. And, then, and you get Ridley Scott and it sells it. Like, that's really. Yeah. Like, he wasn't originally is, supposed know. to direct this movie, I don't think. Um, and he kind of got added on after, which I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Imagine if this was like a Doug Lyman movie or something like that. Like, you know, yeah. just totally different energy. But, um, oh, that's such a good. That's it. I need to rewatch that. It's such a good. It's like, so weird. It's one of those ones. <laughs> I like YouTube was like, "Do you want to watch a clip from The Martian?" I was like, "Sure, okay." okay. And then like I'm like 15 clips into The Martian later, I'm like, "Well, I have to watch this movie tonight." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't Benedict Wong in it? Isn't he? Mm-hmm. The, he's the guy who works at um DARPA or whatever. <laughs> at, at the um the f- yeah, I don't remember, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the, like the list goes on. It's like you know Sebastian Stan's in it. That's right. Michael Pena. Yeah. Oh my um, god! Yeah, Benedict Wan. Benedict, I love Benedict Wan. <laughs> he's he's so everywhere, good. and I'm here for it. He's so good, and he's always like fed up. He's just like whatever. He's, like I'll do it. <laughs> if not at the end of his rope, very close to it. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, that's great. I that's a good one. Need to rewatch The Martian. On an insanely different note, I rewatched <laughs> or not rewatched, but I for the first time. And I don't know if this is because this movie was hard to find or I just didn't know where to look, but this kind of cult classic horror film found its way to Shudder mm-hmm. really recently. And it's called Possession. And it's from 1981, directed by Andrzej Zulowski. I believe he's mm-hmm. Polish. Starring Sam Neill and Isabel Ajani. And basically is about this couple who is going through turmoil. And at the very beginning, this isn't really a spoiler because it's the first scene. Yeah. They, they're going through kind of some sort of a breakup and Sam Neill's coming back from a trip. I'm not going to go into what kind of a trip it was. And it's a movie that just essentially follows Sam Neill trying to figure out what's wrong and what's going on because something has happened to his wife and he's not sure what. And this is one of the weirdest. I, I think you should look up the trailer for this. I haven't even watched the trailer. I'm looking at it on uh, on IMDb right now. Yeah, this is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. From the direction to the acting to the to the editing and the cinematography, everything feels like it shouldn't fit. And mm-hmm. in and in some ways, like I guess you could watch this and go like, "What is this?" 
But for me, I'm like, this is a, is a cohesive, singular vision of this guy who yeah. just wants to tell this story of, I mean, a lot of different things, partially infidelity and guilt, but also like trust and mistrust and um, essentially like part, part of what happens is, you know, Sam Neill's character has to go and figure out where his wife keeps going to. And as mm-hmm. things start to unfold, things become a lot more like phantasmagoric and there's there's a lot in line with like what the Hellraiser movies started out with being like sure. this kind of pain versus pleasure versus like like this sexual desire thing going on. It has a lot in common with that. Um but I I'm kind of like at a loss for words for how to describe this movie. You kind of almost just have to watch it to to understand. I mean, the cinematography alone it's like the camera is almost never static. And when it's moving, it's like circling people and going Hmm. back and forth. Like a single, a whole scene will take place in one shot where the camera's just going back and forth between two people, setting up different like over the shoulder shots, but in the same shot. And you're like, what is going on? And then it'll like circle a group of people like multiple times. And you're just like, what is happening here? And I think part of it is to give this sense of like this is almost not of reality like this is almost a dream state that these people are in and as it continues to go on it kind of uh steers into that a bunch but man i thought this was like amazing like i really thought this was something special and bold and something i've never seen before um, and I can see clear inspiration and influence that this movie has had on especially the new generation of filmmakers like James Wan. You're watching this and you're like, oh, I see where he gets the way he stages houses and the way he shoots exteriors. And it's just like, wow, this movie is unreal. Um, I don't think you're going to like it, <laughs> so I, w- I won't recommend you watch it, but any like hardcore horror nuts, like if you've never seen Possession and you have Shudder, like just hit play. It will weird you out and it is two hours long, but I was like mesmerized by this movie in, in a way that I don't think I have been in a very long time. I mean, just Sam Neill's performance. You're like, what are you doing? But also <laughs> this makes total sense, like in a weird way. It's just, it's, it's, it's baffling to me. Um, this looks like this guy, like I'm scrolling through uh, the director. Um, yeah. Andres Zulaski. Yeah, sounds right. That's not how you pronounce that, but like I'm scrolling through and it looks like he has like a very intense like body of work. Yes. Here, which I'm really, really curious because it was like pretty solid from like the late 60s in through the 70s through the 80s and then one in 2015. Yeah. And I'm like. I want to know what that movie's like. Me too. <laughs> Cause this is uh, like, what the hell? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's gory. The, the practical effects are amazing. The acting is like spot on, like shout out to Isabel Ajani. Like she mm. matches Sam Neill's insanity in this movie perfectly in a way that like, I don't think anyone else could have. And it's, it's just, man, it's crazy. So, hmm. If that appeals to you in any way, just at least watch the trailer. It's freaking out of this world. So, all right. So yeah. Um, and then, do we want to? Well, what you have something else? Yes. All do right. we have to talk about? Let's do it. 
We have to talk about Tar. Oh, so watch Tar. Oh yes, yes. What a fucking movie, man! Right. I was like gonna bring it up earlier because like it does feel long to me. Sure. Oh, for I sure. I was like count, point counterpoint to like versus The Martian, where I was like, I can't believe. Yeah. Like Tar is like twelve minutes longer than yeah. The Martian. Right. And it's like two wildly different experiences, but yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how anyone challenges Kate Blanchett in this. It's um, a lock. Like, <laughs> like the 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 big thing I came away with it is like that character has more depth is like more three-dimensional i don't know if you can be more or less three-dimensional but like (laughs) is is has more depth than like any character i've seen in a long time yes like full i watched it and then like later like you know as we were going to sleep. We put on an episode of like the new girl. And I'm like, these characters are the flattest characters I've ever seen in my life. Like <laughs> Nick there's Miller no who? depth to this, whatever. Yeah. Um, Did Jess watch it with you? Yeah. Interesting. And it like was equally blown away. Um, oh, that's, that's what, fantastic. Have you talked about tar on tuned in? Like, where did you land on this movie now that I've seen it? I did talk about Tar um, a couple times, but the first time I talked about it, I think that I called it a masterpiece because I was like, mm-hmm. couldn't comprehend like yeah. the f- magnitude of what I had just seen, basically. <laughs> and I I bumped it up. It was four and a half stars. I bumped it up to five. I'm like, I it's just yeah. What the hell, man? Like, <laughs> and it's it's one of those like I've seen it getting criticism of i mean it's getting a lot of criticism but i've been yeah. seen i've seen it been getting criticism about being vague and like not sure. you know really like telling you what's going on but like that to me makes it all the better yeah because you don't fully grasp what exactly is happening in real time which is how i imagine like a character like this would feel it's like these little snippets and these little bits and pieces. And it's like, then it kind of just is all like coalescing and becoming like a bigger and bigger thing. Mm-hmm. And like the, the person experiencing it, like tar experiencing, it would have been like, what the fuck? Right. You know? And I Did think I do something that, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think that's like part of the brilliance of it is the fact that like, it knows it's not like conforming to like standard story structure rules per se, but also like it's keeping that structure based on something. It's not like, it's not vague because like they couldn't figure out how to tell the story. It's vague, very specifically. Right. Um, which I think is like incredible. Yeah. Right. And, and the fact that you're kind of like, there is no protagonist in this movie, but mm-hmm. you're along for the ride through Lydia Tarr's eyes. So mm-hmm. like what you were saying, you're getting all this information, you know, quote unquote, in real time with her. And so, like you just said, this is how it would happen in real life. Little tidbits of things go, oh, it's fine, nothing's And then it all just drops. And then yeah. you have to respond. And it's just, I yeah. And the ending, man. Like, I think people Incredible. didn't like the ending. I thought the ending was you couldn't have ended it any other yeah, way. There was like, no this other had to ending. be it. Yeah, yeah. Um and I just unreal. Dude, the first the sequence with her talking on the stage at the beginning is incredible. 
what the hell is incredible yeah <laughs> she is lydia tar in that moment like what's the depth man and it's like everything that is like from the beginning everything about her personality is coloring every yes. little like nuanced inflection yeah you know what i mean and it's just like yeah crazy i it unreal <laughs> it's it's almost frustrating in that like because it's such a good amazing year for like female actors performance like it's gonna be such a rich category that i'm almost like annoyed that this one in my mind stands above i know all of the other incredible performances that have but it's like but it is it's powerhouse kate blanchett like yeah it's undeniable um and i would like to i can't i mean she's won i think most of the best um like actress in leading role awards going forward. If not Michelle yeah. Yeoh, it's her. And um, yeah, I just, Martin Scorsese said it. He's, he's like, I saw Tar and my, my <laughs> whatever he said, my hopes for the future of cinema just opened. And I'm yeah. like, there you go, dude. <laughs> there you go. It's a, it's incredible. Absolutely unbelievable. And couldn't be shorter. Like that's usually one yeah. of my metrics at the end. I'm like, could you have cut 10 minutes out of this and made it a little more palatable? And I'm like, I don't think you could have. No. I think every little piece is kind of like. It yeah. needs to be there. Even the ethereal, like almost haunted house style stuff that's yeah. being happened. Like that needs to be there because you're again, you're with her. And this is the way that she's seeing the experience of mm-hmm. what's going on. And yeah, I just. God, Todd Field. Guy comes out of the woodwork every like Wild. 10 years and crushes yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Makes me want to revisit little children. I know, I know. I've heard such good things that people. I mean, I haven't seen it in forever, but um, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm gonna have to go back. Um, do we want to touch on the first episode of Last of Us quickly? Here? Yes. yes, just because we've both seen it. Yes, and it's one of the biggest shows of the year, and it's only January. Um, so yes, first episode of Last of Us premiered on Sunday last Sunday, uh, and I, this show had so much hype. Like, this was yeah. like, let's go. And I thought this was a really exceptional hour and 20 minutes of television. The one thing I will say is it didn't, I was ready for it to completely blow me away. Yeah. And it didn't. And I don't know, maybe it's coming, but I'm just kind of like, this is great. But I think my threshold for I'm going to stick with this for TV shows is so high because yeah. I'm like, if it's not crushing. Like, I stopped in the middle of succession. Like, that's where my bar is. Like, I didn't even <laughs> yeah. finish the second episode of Euphoria. Like, that's where I'm at. So, um, but uh, you're what did a snob. You think? We get it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought it was, I had a, a similar thing. I thought it was like incredible. Like, Pedro Pascal is amazing in this, mm-hmm. and um, Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey, yeah. It, it's so much, it's so satisfying to see her like actually emote. If that yeah. sounds weird, like, because not that her character in Game of Thrones was such like a powerhouse performance, but it's also very like formal and like, you know, yeah. the lady of house, you know, sure. Uh, where this is like, she's just like a teenager a kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the zombie which apocalypse. Is like, yeah. Which is like awesome to actually see and actually see that depth come, come out of her. Right. Um, I will say, so I had a similar vibe to what, what you're saying of, mm-hmm. I wasn't, a million percent blown away. I, I am 100% like totally in. Oh yeah. For the, 
And I think I pinpointed the thing for me mm. that kept it from being top tier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I somewhat blame Jess for this. Not blames the wrong <laughs> word, but like about tribute <laughs> about 15 minutes in. She went, this is such a video game. And like meaning yeah. like a like in a really positive way, you know, yeah. like this it's crazy how much this feels like a video game, which is true, but also then it like it highlighted to me how much some of it really feels like a video game. Yes. Where it's like, you know, almost like the camera is a character that's like, you know, you can you can pan left and right and look around and like, you know, this kind of stuff. Like yes. um, that'll be an interesting sound effect with my microphone <laughs> as I move my head around. But like it's the kind of thing like that when they're driving through town, I'm like, this yep. is so we're in a fixed spot. Right. Which is like a cool aesthetic thing. But like I feel like that was motivated by like, let's make it like a video game, right. not this is the best way to tell what these characters are experiencing. Absolutely. Which I think is the only caveat I can put on it. And there's like other moments as we get in, like they're like walking through a tube and it's like a lot of sound effects off screen and stuff like that. And you're like, okay. Um, So like that was my only thing. And I haven't played the game, so I don't know how like close it really is. But um, I'm hoping how much I'm like aware of that fades as we move on. Yeah, because I I think I would be it would be sad to me if like every episode is like, oh, here's uh, the video game sequence. Here's the cinematic, you know. Yeah. I actually had that in my notes too because especially the way this this first episode is told in time jumps because obviously you have to get all of the yeah. exposition out of the way and you can't really do that when it's this long sprawling thing to get us into the actual action. And what I did learn was there's a sequence, the one you're talking about where they're driving through the town, like that is mm-hmm. a shot for shot cutscene that they did straight out of the I had a feeling. Game. So I'm like, yeah. okay, because it felt very almost out of place. I'm like, none of this was like this before and now we're like this. So I felt that as well. Um, but I mean, again, in terms of like video game adaptations, like I haven't played the game, but I also didn't play Uncharted and that was dog shit. So like, this (laughs) is so much better. Um, and also it's just an interesting premise. Like, again, we've never played the game and even not knowing this was a game adaptation, it's still compelling. Like the, the intro where I guess spoilers, but, um, where they're explaining like the 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 jump back in time where they're explaining how the fungus could potentially yeah. do something like a pandemic with or big whatever. Ed yeah <laughs> from silicon valley yeah um like i thought that was a really smart and well done way of of getting that message across quickly and not gimmicky yeah um and real talk like best like validation for zombies i've ever seen in cinema not like oh it's a just a ra- like, rabies like yeah like yeah it's a disease or something it's like here's this thing like here's how it would be possible here's this that, that you know and I'm like I'm on board I buy and it. like yeah <laughs> and it's scary and yeah. that's the other thing like it's like a it's zombies but it's knowing that it's not just something oh these are mindless beings it's like it's it's this parasite that's trying yeah. to expand it's just I thought it was compelling um yeah so we'll both continue to watch this yeah. for sure uh and it's a strong it's a strong pilot you know don't make really strong yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah pedro pascal man what a blowing up this guy deserves it he's so good i and like <laughs> not for nothing but like 
damn Pedro Pascal is hot. He is such a good... There's so many moments in there I was like, fuck, oh, like, dude. so attractive. 